We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, uh, yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas Tennis, you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum is at Veterans Minimum. My guy is back in the building. Have you worn that jersey on here before? Of course not. Come yeah, on, I'm saying, baby. yeah, I mean, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep you on your toes. Rotation is is the rotation. Now I am getting some mileage out of this jersey today because I had my show earlier. <laughs> so this is one of the few times you'll ever see a back-to-back like me mm, wore that one. But yeah, no. Oh, bro, that ain't as bad as I got fried. I get fried to this day about I have this Space Jam jersey uh, T-shirt. I bought it from Marshalls for like $4.99. Okay. It's pretty tough, though. It's like tie-dye and shit. It's fire. Okay. But dude, one of the most crusty things I've ever done in my life, I wore it to work with my dad. I went to the gym, lifted. Okay. I want you to think, as I'm telling you this, I want you to think of the smells. Uh, oh, okay. Are you, right. Gym? Gym. I smell like bacon, egg, and cheese and fucking coffee. Your breakfast? Breakfast? Breakfast. Bre- bre- breakfast meal, okay. I lifted. Okay. I went and I threw routes with two of my buddies. Okay. Like Football. I got you. I come home. I play Xbox. <laughs> okay. I haven't showered yet. I recorded... A pod. Okay. I recorded a pod. This is like the middle of the summertime now, too. Okay. New York City, humidity. 100% humidity. 100%. And then I go to jujitsu at night, bro. All in the same shirt? All in the same shirt. Yeah, no. You you, you were smelling like outside and bad decisions. Is what you were smelling <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, anytime I wear that shirt now, my boy Finney shouts to Finney. He texts me. He goes, yo, bro. Remember when you wore that for like, 13 hours. Everything. You just smelled like shit, bro. That was one of the crustiest moments of my life. You smell like shit wrapped in Indian food. (laughs) Just smelled like dirt. Dirt and a dumpster, man. That's too bro. Yo, let's show the feet. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Chew cam. Chew cam. Oh, wait. Where where am I at? Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Pod Griffey, you heard? (laughs) Pod Griffey, you heard? Those are are actually really nice. I, I, I see you every, you know what I mean? Now, now, now we've like got a challenge every, t- every time I come in, you, you've been, uh, cause what, what did you have one last time? Last time, uh, uh, cause no, no, the time before that was the, the Vince Carter jersey, but I'm trying to think what shoes you had, had the pennies. Last time. 
You had on pennies last time? Yeah. Yes, yes. The like elite pennies, right? Yeah. Like they were like some exclusive type pennies. Bro, the first thing I look at when I meet a dude is his feet. Yeah, I, I, hey, that can be taken out of context. Like his, his sneakers, bro. I look no, down. I'm like, it, right. it, no, no, no. It's it's definitely. Can it not make or break the outfit? Oh, oh, if you don't know what you're like. No, I will tell you the most frustrating thing. The most frustrating thing is when you see somebody with good shoes and, and they destroy fit. the outfit. It's like, and you look at it as like, I wouldn't have worn like that. That's just like, you feel bad for the shoes. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for your shoes right now. Like the shoes just, they're just here. You know what I mean? But yes. But uh, yeah, no, shoes, shoes definitely can set an outfit off. Like it'll change everything, change how you look at an outfit. Mm. You know, it's the one thing that we have. It's, it's expensive to be a guy. I will say that. Man, that's the only thing I spend money on, bro. Yeah. Sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I've gotten better because I haven't, I, I, the fundage has been a little low. <laughs> so, but dude, I've been I quiet also, lately. Uh, I'm a sneakerhead for sure, but I, I wear them. Yes. I wear my shits. Like, I, I probably have like close to 40 pairs of sneakers here. Yeah. I had about a, close to maybe that much back home too, but all of them are in rotation. Yes. As they should be. Yeah. You, like, you but wear, I know like, a lot, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You know a lot of people that collect sneakers and they never wear them. Don't wear them. Like, don't wear them ever. Oh, yeah, I still, you know, I got some in the box. I'm like, in the box? I'm like a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I already got plans for you. <laughs> like, Seriously. You know, when I buy the shoes, I'm like, I very rarely buy shoes that I don't already have, like, three or four outfits ready. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that outfit's going to go crazy when I wear this. So, yeah, no, I, I don't understand that either. I, I probably, okay, what are your most expensive pair of shoes or, like, highest valued shoe now? Like, if you went to resell right now on StockX, What's your highest value? I feel like you can clip this later. This is going to be a good clip. Go it'd ahead. Probably it'd probably be my Grinch Kobe's. Oh, you're a Grinch man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dude, I bought those when Cooper Cup and the Rams won the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. All right. You Shout know how out. like I like to buy sneakers to represent like a a, 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 a big a big bet that I hit, and I yeah. bought those too. Dude, what was crazy is I think I've told this story on here too, but I know I've told this story maybe on on Instagram or something. But when I bought them. So, yo, that sneaker, when Kobe passed away, people were going crazy on social media that people were taking advantage of the passing and charging them like oh, five, sure. $6,000. For sure. Sneakers. So when I bought them, they were about nine, $9.50 with tax. Okay. Like the shipping. Okay. And uh, so I lived, in, I lived in Queens, my apartment in Astoria. And I lived in those like sketchy apartments that you couldn't really, you didn't really have a mailbox. Okay. And it was like, you weren't supposed to rent the basement. <laughs> hey, man, it happened now. It is what it is, right? Shouts to Cam and Mace. But I would get everything shipped to my parents' crib. Yeah. I got three teacup Yorkies. They, they see sneakers. They, they might piss on them. They, like, chew yeah. at them, you know, especially the baby, Lola. When, I, when they came to the crib, my mom, I was like, Mom, I got these sneakers coming. Be on your P's and Q's. Make sure keep them shits away from the dog. Yeah. Put, put them on top of the fridge. Like, don't let them get near that. Yeah. So my mom opened them. She's like, oh my God, these are beautiful. Hangs up the phone. Then she calls me and goes, how much you spend on these? <laughs> She's like, how much you spend on these? So, you know, you got to give your parents parent price. Yeah. I can't tell them. I can't Not tell my dad I spent nine bills yeah. on fucking sneakers. So yeah. come to Queens and beat the shit out of me. Amen. I was like, ah, right, you know, like 250 my mom goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> she hit me with my own line. Yeah, I am, bro. Oh, my God. All right. So my, my most expensive pair that I have 
Um, I got these actually retail. I won a I won a raffle. Didn't you know what I mean at the time I didn't realize what a big deal it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a pair of uh, red Lab Four Elevens. Um, like all like the whole shoe is patent leather. Right. They're all red. Um, and those shoes I think now on StockX for my size are like four thousand. Damn. And I've like worn them. Anytime I wear them and people know what they're looking at, they're like, bro, I will pay you whatever you want. And I'm like, bro, I have like literally like. No, dog. Like, I have worn these shoes. I don't even know if I have the box. But, like, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things for sure. Definitely. Best, bro. Yep, oh, yep. I could talk about sneakers forever, dude. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start, bro? You want to talk some football or you want to talk some UFC? Oh, man, we, we can, you know, listen. Well, did you? are we going to talk anything about boxing as well with the, the Spence and, and Bud Crawford fight? Sure, if you'd like to. Yeah, definitely. We got got to, you know. That, that was, was crazy in the city, bro. In Vegas, it was not. It, it was a lot this weekend. It was a lot. The, the, you know, we've got traffic cones in full bloom right now. You know, the traffic cone is our state flower, and it is in full bloom in the summer right now. Yeah, listen, all, all you Vegas locals that wanted Formula One, this is what you wanted, right? <laughs> got to live with it. Well, hey, look. Uh, Y'all I, asked for this, right? I, I will say, Formula One, for four days, they're going to make you know, one to two billion dollars for that four days for that week. I mean, they're gonna tear the city up. Two billion dollars for for a week. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes. Yeah, it may, but like, I guess my thing is, are they are we done with like medians and trees and everything in the middle of the strip now? Because if we gotta go through this every year, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I ever heard. It's wild, man. It's wild, and the traffic. Saturday night was crazy too because I hit a I hit a bet, so I was trying to go and cash out. I wanted to go to the MGM, and it was just crazy. I couldn't get to the MGM for nothing. I couldn't yeah. get to Mandalay Bay, so I ended up going all the way to Circa, and and I cashed out my bet because I had a ticket at Circa, and then I bet on uh, the MGM app. You just you just bailed out. <laughs> like I guess I'll go to Circa now. Then no, I was gonna try to go to both. Yeah, to just take out money, dude. I turned twenty two dollars into fifteen hundred. That that that's the that's the subathon that you're talking about. Subathon. He yeah. turned twenty. Okay, let's let me look at the camera. He turned twenty two dollars in how much? Fifteen hundred. Subathon, baby. S- sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look. Shout out to the Patreon. <laughs> Yo, if I could get an ISO cam on this promo that I'm about to cut, thank you very much. All right, listen, I've been, I've been in the sports betting space for a long ass time. I'm very transparent. I'm very honest with people. For $5 a month on the Patreon, 16 cents roughly a day, there's not a better bang for your buck out there in the whole sports betting industry. Yeah. On record too. Clip this, whatever. There ain't nothing better than that, bro. No, nothing better. Listen, uh, there's, 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 there's con artists, there's scammers in the field. Yeah. There are people that steal my picks mm. and then put them out on their own. I know that for a fact. For $5 a month, bro, Come on, and you get the NFL too. You get so much shit. Like, come on, baby. Uh, I'm I'm still on the I'm on the 16 cents a day. Sound like uh, what was that Sally Struthers? <laughs> Bro, I just got I'll, with, I got to bring with it the, with the flies on the babies. Listen, man, I got to break it down. We got to add context to everything. 16 cents a day, and I know a lot of you guys spend money on way worse, bro. <laughs> I spend money on way worse. I give you hours of content for years, and just give you these winners all the time. Make it rain. Five dollars a month, bro. Come on. <laughs> Help the boy out. Let's go. You heard? 
<laughs> so subathon hit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I tried to go and cash out the ticket, but it was just crazy because of the fallout of the fight. And oh, like, yo, yeah, look, yeah, I'm not gonna crazy. come off. I'm not gonna come off as a uh, a boxing savant. I can't score boxing the way I can MMA. I just, I, I don't get it. Now, what's crazy and what was so dope about this weekend, it was the same thing with Tank and Ryan, why I got fully invested in that. And I watched the fight uh, on, we had the fight on, we were watching UFC where I was at. And boxing's issue, in my opinion, as a casual, is that it's rare to have something like what happened over the weekend happen. Yeah. We get two guys in their absolute prime Undefeated records, both, fighting for both everything. Champions. Both champions. Yeah. Where what's dope about the UFC is since it's under one promotion, under one umbrella, under Dana White, it's yo, we're the 185 contenders. Y'all gotta fight. Yeah, you, you gotta see me one way or another. You can't duck, yeah, bro. Yeah. And you know what? That is something I was I was talking to somebody, and um, you know, when you look at these boxing cards. Like, I literally don't know anyone else besides the main. And I wouldn't, I, I, I would say I'm probably a boxing casual. I might be a little bit more so than a casual because I do, I can score, you know, primarily as long as it's not a guy that I'm cheering for. But somebody I'm cheering for, it does get harder. Cause like, I'm like, he's, he's hitting him with everything. And then like, and I'll watch it like years later. Like, I, I randomly watched uh, the Oscar De La Hoya versus, uh, um, uh, oh, shoot, what was his name? Oh, I can't even remember his name, but um, it was a it was a controversial split decision, like way back when. And I went back and watched it. I was a huge Oscar De La Hoya fan, and like watching it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, Oscar didn't win this. <laughs> but um, you know what I did that with recently? Nate Diaz and Connor, the second one. Okay. I do that randomly. I'll go back and I'll watch fights after the hype is yes. worn out. A couple yes. of years later, you watching like. It's different. Yeah. It's a thousand percent a whole different fight. Valentina and Nunez the second time. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't think that's where at the time I'm like, oh yeah, Nunez won that. And then you watch yeah. it back you're like, it's tighter than you think. Yeah. 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 A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, what'd you think about the main event? Uh, of, of, uh, of um, Spencer and man, listen, I, I said, I said that Crawford, um, cause Crawford's actually a good friend of one of my friends from college. And so he was talking, we were talking about the fight. And um, I said that uh, that Bud was going to win by knockout. I didn't know when, because he's not really like a fast knockout person. But I, I figured somewhere between 7 to 10, he would knock him out. And, um, you know, you hear all this stuff like, oh, Spence is going to do this. Spence is the bigger guy. And I was just like, I don't know. Spence is also coming off of almost dying. Like, literally, he still isn't 100% right. Um, but I knew, I knew the fight. I knew Spence was in trouble when he went down on a jab for the first time in his career. It was his first knockdown was off of a jab in round two. I would strap in. I knew it was going to be a long fight for him. I knew it was going to be a long night. The craziest thing about this fight from a betting perspective is when the fight opened up, Spence was like minus 160. Yeah. And then come fight night, he was like plus 180. That's a massive swing, bro. The only time you see shit happen like that is if there's like a leak to the media or to like some people and they're like, ah, oh, he might be hurt. Yeah. To see it switch that much and people just kept hammering Crawford. And I mean, shit, he should have, he looked minus 900 in that fight. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It yeah. was bad. Like it literally, literally was bad. Um, Spence, Spence 
his, his, you know, if you go back and watch his corner kept asking him to get off the midline. Like he was not moving. He was getting hit with literally everything. Um, and, uh, and at no point, I, I would say the only time where I was like, oh, this could be a decent fight was uh, the beginning of the third round after he had been knocked down and he came out like a house on fire in the beginning of round three and was really, really, you know, applying pressure. That's when I was like, okay, you know, he might, you know, it might be a fight. Crawford recalibrated and, and went back to work. And I don't think Spence ever even really got off the rest of the fight. Really. Bro, you know how they talk about how there's levels? Yeah. To just everything? Yes. Man, the fact that he was doing what he was doing to Spence and then he's yapping to Charlo in the crowd. Yo, you next, bro. It's like, holy shit. That's yeah. crazy. I was showing the guys in the control room about Max Holloway when he was fighting Calvin Cater. Yeah. And he was talking to yeah, the, yeah, the commentator. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the like, be- I'm the best boxer in the UFC, baby. Yeah, count yeah. it up. Count yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so crazy, bro, to see that happen. But I mean, he turned his head. Max Holloway literally looked over here, ducked a punch, and then threw another punch back. That was insane. That, that was, was so That wicked. was all, like, that literally is still... Probably that out of all the Max Holloway moments, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Cause I remember watching that live, like, oh, he is, he is literally like that, that's me. That's that's next level locked in. Yeah. That's like God mode, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they they showed a compilation on TikTok. Not that kind of compilation, bro. I saw how your eyes perked up. I mean, but that know. compilation of Mayweather, like the 10 times that he locked in. And went into gone mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're talking about a football game. He's like, I'm on the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just driving people. <laughs> or the commentator. I posted that recently. The commentator was asked, was saying to his, you know, his his, his, co-host, his, his yeah. co-host, ah, he threw that combination twice. He's like, nah, I've thrown it three times. And then he throws it, he's like, four <laughs> times. Yeah. It's like, God damn, bro, the levels is crazy. That's yeah. what makes you great, though, too. Yeah, when, when you, I mean, when you're that, you know, especially also... That's, I won't say that's disrespect to the other fighter, but I don't respect anything that you're doing right now. Like, I, I'm, I, there's nothing that you can do that's going to affect me and pull me out of myself. Like you said, that's locked in. Yeah. That's locked in on another level. Would but, you? Would but you, what, yeah, what did you think about the UFC this weekend? I thought it was a fun card. I thought it was a really fun card. Um, the way it turned out was how I expected. When I looked at the matchups, I knew immediately that we were going to get a lot of finishes. Just felt like one of those cards because I always talk about this from a betting perspective. And then it kind of, when you pivot into like the actual breakdown of the fights, there are certain matchups that you just know it's path to victory for one fighter or another. Yeah. First fight of the night, Cachuera against Maverick. Cachuera, her nickname is Zombie Girl. She's either going to walk you down, beat you on volume or knock you out, or she's going to get submitted because that's what Maverick could do well. Yeah. Maverick ends up submitting her. Uh, Kiesa and Holland, both those guys, they hunt finishes. Derek Lewis comes out guns blazing. I knew, I knew Derek. Like when I saw that as a dog, I was like, if you don't thump Derek Lewis as a dog, yeah, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. And it's fascinating because I talked about this when I went on Vison, and I think I hinted at it with Tony. That didn't work out well, but with Derek Lewis, this happens all the time where you look at fighters and they're on a losing skid. But the level of competition, it's champion, number one contender, top five guy. Yeah. So, yeah, you're losing to them. And then you get a massive drop down in the level of competition 
like he did against the Lima. And then on the flip side, it's a massive step up. Yeah. Now, did he catch him by surprise with the flying Mazadal knee? Yeah, I'm sure he did. He didn't expect that. But Lewis as a dog, Lewis by knockout at plus 250. Lewis in round one, where you know that he has to put him out in round one. It's also heavyweight. The majority of his wins come in round one. Yeah. This is what I mean by fi- finding misprices in the market and value. Because people like throwing that word value around, but they don't get it, right? Like, yeah. why not bet Lewis plus 250 by knockout where all his wins are by knockout as opposed to plus 180. Yeah, he, he's not he's not going to submit. Right. And it's more than likely not going to go to a decision. So right. the numbers, if you're going to win, you're going to win. If you lose, of course, you're going to lose. But if you're going to win, I'm going to win this way. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And then with the main event, what's crazy, dude? And it is, it, the main event inspired a post that I put out on Instagram. And it was something along the lines. And I'm, I'm going to reiterate because I don't have it with me in front right now. But Dude, with every week that goes by, I fall more in love with MMA. And it's not just because I train, because I don't train MMA. I just do jujitsu. But dude, week in, week out, we see shit we've never seen before. Yeah. And there's no other sport like MMA where things could look great until it doesn't. Yeah. Like everything was going great. Everything was good. I thought I didn't bet on the main event because I was like, you know what, man? This is going to be such a good fight. Right. Like I did like early in the week, I liked Dustin, but as we got closer, I was leaning towards Justin and I was like, you know what, man, let me just sit back and enjoy this. I hit my nice bet. I was chilling. I was up. Let's just enjoy this one. And I thought the first round Dustin won it competitive, but I thought he won it. Yeah. And he looked fine. Didn't take a lot of damage. Kind of looked good until it doesn't. And that's what's crazy about MMA because in every other sport, Josh, you see the momentum start to Shift, yeah, change. and it's an avalanche, right? Yes, and then eventually, yes. you just can't, you can't move away from it. We're in MMA, bro. It's not moment. It's one hit and is done. Well, you you talked about Shevchenko earlier. That's that literally when Good I call. When, when I talked to her. So when I t- I saw her before two ninety, and um and we were talking. I was just telling her, you know, I was like, hey man, like I really I really respect it, and I think you gained so many fans just from you know, how you responded. And she was like, oh, you know, it's the fight game. Like anything, you know, anything can switch happen very quickly. But I mean, she was winning that fight. Now, granted, again, I was cheering for her. I was in the arena and, you know, I, of course I'm pulling and I'm seeing it a certain way. So maybe if I watch it again, like we said, you never know. But it, all in all, we would all say that she was winning that fight. Oh yeah. Outside of some shenanigans with the judging. She was on her way to another victory. No, no. There wasn't going to be shenanigans there because the live odds flashed during the fourth round and she was like minus 1,200. <laughs> and it was definitive. Yeah. But then again, she throws that spinning Spin, wheel that kick. spinning wheel kick and missed. Yeah. And listen, like it, I will say in that arena, when, um, when she grabbed her back, it was like... She got a lot of time, because yeah. <laughs> because I, I want to say it was like a minute thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, dude, I was Valentin, there for that. Yeah, that, you, were you there for that one? I as was well? there for that one. That was okay. uh, that was John Jones. Oh, that's right. Yes, dude. You were. I had what's crazy is so subathon. I do it every week. Yeah. Twenty five dollar parlay. I pick three, four fighters to win by submission. That card, I had Valentina Shavkat and John Jones to all win by sub. And then my friend was like, "Bro, you should have bet." Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure. Grasso, one of her paths to victory was going to be by submission in that fight. That was uh, that and, was her only path. And 
dude, also like that would have paid $25, paid like $2,200, just those three. Imagine with Grasso, it probably would have paid like 5K because she was like 12 to 1 to win by right, Yeah, anyway. She would have been wicked, bro. Oh, wow. That is crazy. You, can you get that on like William Hill and those? Uh, yeah. I've, so, I've never seen that before. So you can, you can bet, depending on the sports book, you can bet um, how a fight will end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the sponsors of the, of the show, Alpha Book, they, they offer that too. Okay, okay. So fight ends by knockout. Fight ends by submission. Fight ends by decision. Yeah. That's a cool bet to, to make. Yeah. Like Kiesa and Holland going back to this pay-per-view over the weekend. Sure. I had Holland by sub. I had Kiesa by sub. And then I also sprinkled in a parlay. Fight ends by submission. So okay. if Holland goes out there and he knocks him out, I lose everything. But I thought that the fight played out the way, the way it did. That was, that was a crazy... I mean, I, look... Shout out to Kevin Holland, who did play in, uh, I didn't realize he had the fight this week. Mm-hmm. And because um, he played, you know, he played in, in oh, oh, the, fight, oh. the fight hoops classic that, uh, that cost us. Uh, well, wait. All right. Let me, it has been a minute since I've been on the show. So let's back up. Um, how do you feel sitting next to someone that has changed history? That's the, you know. You inspired a video that got about. 20,000 views. Really? I think, yeah. How 205 is cursed. The 205 division is cursed since John Jones first oh, got the belt. Bro, bro, like seriously, like, listen, I, man, don't, do, do you feel bad? Yes. Well, okay. All right. So I don't want to give out too much in terms of Jamal because I know, I, you know, a lot of stuff is said in confidence. So, but I'll just say, you know, it was a great game. Yeah. I mean, everybody was having fun. Um, a couple guys backed out because they had fights coming up. Bubba Jenkins didn't back out. Bubba Jenkins is fighting uh, this week. Um, Ode Osborne backed out because he had a fight. Um, also sh- this week. Yeah, yeah, also this week. Sean O'Malley didn't fight, didn't want to because he had the fight. And so we basically had, we were going to go either Aljo or Sean O'Malley. We decided to go Aljo. Aljo said that he was going to fight. Uh, excuse me, he said he was going to do it. But then the fight kind of, we also weren't sure if, if, um, if they were going to fight or not. So then he ended up not doing it. But, um, you know, when it happened, when it happened, um, Derek Brunson, shout out to Derek Brunson, who also was in the game. Derek kind of like him and Jamal got tangled. So it wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't non-contact. And so my first thought when I went over to talk to Jamal was, hey, like, you know, what happened? Because, like, I thought it was his ankle. I thought he just rolled his ankle. So I was like, oh, he'd be all right. He rolled his ankle. We all rolled our ankle. So, um, but he was, like, really upset. Like he, and then he immediately got, like, a little bit more nervous. And, you know, and of course, you know, as a guy, like, for one, I'm a coach. So the first thing that you ever want to do with anybody that gets hurt is keep them calm. And keep them positive. Like, don't let them start going down, spiraling like, oh, it could be this. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't that. It ain't that. And, um, and, but he, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was wild, man. And to like be a part of that, um, you know, shout out to the Schmo. Me and the Schmo put on the game together. And, um, you know, we had a great time. Like I said, Daniel Cormier, I was on Daniel Cormier's team this year. Jamal didn't pick me up, see? You know what I'm saying this would have never happened if you would have put me on his team like like we all had planned. He he like he I forget who he picked and I was like him. All right, 
Yo, bro. Also, you know who else didn't get the call up? <laughs> no, Paul look, Pierce Jr. Listen, listen. Yo, Paul Pierce was here for yeah. uh, for it is what it is. Yeah, and um, in between one of the shows, I went up to him. I was like, "Yo, bro, you know I hated you growing up." He's like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "New York." He's like, "Yeah, I used to kill y'all." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, you did." And then uh, he's sitting over there, and I was like, "Yo, bro, you know I tell everybody that you're my NBA player comp." He just goes, nah. <laughs> I was like, damn, Paul, I didn't know you was gonna 10-8 me, bro. No. Cause yo, I play, I play mad, like slow and methodical. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Paul yeah, Pierce yeah. did. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul Pierce, am I like Paul Pierce, Tim Duncan, uh, Luca. They yeah. all play at under at, control at their at pace. 78 speed on 2K. Like that's how I envision them. Like, but but from from rookie year to the end. That's also why they play for so long, you know? Yeah. Chris Paul, kind of the same way. I never lost a step. I never, never had a step. Never had a step never to had lose. Never had a step to lose. You know what I'm saying? That's how, <laughs> that's how I was, bro. That's fair. That's fair. But he 10 he 8 me, son. He was like, nah. <laughs> Man, listen. Me and Paul Pierce, we have had some run-ins. Like some negative run-ins. At the club. On the court. Yeah. Like, okay. But yo, so, I wanna I wanna go back to this basketball game though, man, because uh Yo, accidents happen, dude. Yeah, well I mean I, I don't it, think it, you should be too hard on yourself. I mean it was And it also was, like I I haven't told you this, because when I started hearing about like the reports of the basketball game, yeah, I don't want to be that guy to hit you up and be like, yo, tell me about, it, you know, like Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Look, it was it was it was rough. It was rough those next, you know, that next two weeks. Um because Jamal stayed here because he couldn't, you know what I mean? We were trying yeah. to figure out what he was going to do, um, you know, where he was going to get his surgery and all that kind of stuff. Thank God he went to LA and not to New York um, because so he was, he was it basically, or he was in, he was considering the doctor, the surgeon that did Kevin Durant in New York mm. or the surgeon that did Kobe and Cam Akers here in LA. And so he ended up going with the one in LA and I was, my main thing I was telling him was really was based around, you know, when you have an injury and you get on a plane, the pressure, all that kind of stuff, like balloons the injury and him having to fly cross country back because he's going to do what he was doing his rehab. He, well, he is doing his rehab here in Vegas. It was like, bro, like don't, not over, because it was, it was basically over a few days. Like the, the surgeon in New York could do it right now. Whereas the LA surgeon, he had to wait a couple extra days because of, um, cause that he was, I want to say he was in Greece. The guy was in Greece. He was taking a vacation. And so, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so he had to wait for him to get back in town. And, um, I was like, bro, just please just, just wait the extra two days. Like I promise you those two days aren't saving your recovery, but you fly to New York and fly back. Like it's going to be uncomfortable. And so, it was enough of a struggle for him just flying the 45 minutes back from L.A. Uh, I'm just thankful he, it all worked out. Before we move on with the rest of this episode, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Alpha Book Bet. As you can see, the lovely, lovely background that we got right here, alphabookbet.com. Head on over there and use the promo code VM50 to receive $50 in bonus money on top of $100 bonus when depositing $100. So if you go to alphabookbet.com, use the promo code VM50. When you deposit $100, you're going to get $100 
in bonus money. And with VM50 as a promo code, you're going to get an additional $50. So deposit $100, you'll get $150 to play with. What's better than that? You know how I have to look out for you legends with this promo code. Alphabookbet.com is the number one sports book for UFC and martial arts. You know how we get down with the UFC, especially after last week. We hit that subathon, baby. Kevin Holland with the Darce choke. Daddy Darce is in the building. Like I said, they're the number one sports book for UFC and martial arts. They offer some of the best lines out there right now, truthfully. And my favorite thing about Alpha Book, they put out the lines relatively early. And you guys know how much we love the props, too. So they have them up right away. And it's dope. And they've been awesome so far. So head on over there, show them some love. And let's talk a little bit about the card this weekend. A banger of a main event between Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font. Now, when you go to put some bets on Alpha Book Bet, you're going to see that it's under the Sanhagen versus Namago Madoff. That fight got canceled, but Sanhagen is still headlining against Rob Font. Last time we saw Rob Font, a massive, massive first-round stoppage against Adrian Yanez. Now... Rob Font is going up against Corey Sanhagen, a massive, massive step up in competition. I think Corey Sanhagen is a future champion at 135. I know he looked bad against Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling really just dominated him the last time that them two fought, the only time that them two fought. But now Sanhagen is coming into this fight, and he is a 1.28 favorite on Alpha Book Bet, meaning $100 returns you $128. So he's the favorite in this fight, and I like Sanhagen in this fight. I like Sanhagen a lot. I think Sanhagen beats everyone at 135. And the coolest thing about Corey Sanhagen is that he's complete everywhere. Good top game, good striking, elite striking, I'd say. Super durable, and submissions. Guy has it all. A-minus a everywhere, the kind of fighter that I like to bet on. Now, Rob Font, on the other hand, has definitely what they say a puncher's chance. If you want to bet Rob Font, I'm not opposed to betting Rob Font. I would look to the under one, the under four and a half rounds at 1.85, meaning if you put if you put $100 on the under, you win back $185 with your money. So it's pretty much a coin flip depending on whether you like the over or the under four and a half rounds, but I think this fight ends inside the distance. Rob Font is definitely a live dog. He's a guy that I like to describe in the fight game as someone that's going to fight for your money. I know it sounds super basic, but Rob Font is going to go out there and he's going to deliver. He is a dude who, he's a tough out. He's definitely a tough out, and he comes from an amazing camp. The New England Cartel, what a dope nickname for a gym out there up in the New England area. But I like Corey Sanhagen to win this main event. Um, taking him on the money line, I think he's a fine, fine piece for a parlay, as we do every week. Corey Sanhagen, I think, is a future champion at 135. He's still relatively young. You know, he's 31 years old. But especially in the fight game, he still has like two to three more years in his prime. And I think Corey Sanhagen, such an amazing fighter, man. Such an amazing fighter. Like, not only just a complete fighter, he's also just anytime, any place. He was fighting a guy in Umar who nobody wanted a part of. He dropped and he said, who's next? Give me somebody. And especially after the last time we saw Corey Sanhagen where he just violated Cheeto Vera. 
I like Corey saying Hagen to continue the momentum. And then when you move, move down the card, uh, the return of Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez, for those of you that don't know, she is a pretty sizable favorite this weekend against Jessica Andrade, a former champion in the UFC, and a... I feel like it's fair to say she's a gatekeeper now for a lot of people went out there against Aaron Blanchfield. Jan Janan, she fought her and got knocked out in the first round. So she's been stopped last couple of fights, but she also has the namesake. And now Tatiana Suarez probably would have been champion already at 115 if it wasn't for all these unfortunate injuries that she's had in her career the last couple of years. They called her the female Khabib. And you guys know how Habib is. He is a dominant wrestler, and that's exactly what Tatiana Suarez is. She probably has the best. She's the best at one thing more than anyone else is the best at one thing in the whole women's division. Like, her wrestling is so elite that her wrestling, her A-game, which is wrestling, is better than anyone else's A-game in whatever other aspect of MMA that they have. The only other person I could think of is, like, Mackenzie Dern, with the submission stuff because she is a ADCC world champion also, which if you're not familiar with the jujitsu tournaments, that's like the, the world cup, right? In comparison, that's like winning a world cup is winning a ADCC. And that's how good Mackenzie Dern is as that. But Tatiana Suarez is, is an amazing wrestler. And I think she's just going to maul Jessica Andrade. Um, I think both the co-main and the main event are fights that, I think are going to go one way. I think both the favorites are going to go out there and win. And I'm looking at a parlay of Corey Sanhagen and Tatiana Suarez on the money line. $100 wins you $61 in profit. So you're looking at like a minus, minus 140 parlay on two big favorites is, is what I'm looking at on alphabookbet.com. You get 1.61. And I'm going to go ahead and place that. I'll show you guys the receipts for this bet if you go to the social media at Veterans Minimum on all social media. So, yeah, that is all for the UFC. That is all for us with alphabookbet.com. Remember, go use the promo code VM50 when depositing $100. They're going to match that $100 and they're going to give you $50 more dollars. So $100 deposit, use the promo code VM50. You're going to get $150. Holy shit. I mean, what's better than that? That's a, you know, you could turn that $150 into a lot. All right, we turned $22 into $1,500 last week. So follow the picks, follow the show, and yeah, big ups to alphabookbet.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
All right, before we continue the show and talk some football with my guy, Josh, big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Tristan Ratzlaff, Abel Rezin, Ben Coltian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platies, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Thomas Robinson. Also big ups to Joe Herrera, pledging $102 for the year, for the year to the Patreon. Thanks, man. Do me a favor and DM me and... I'm going to send you some merch. That is one of the perks if you join for the entire year. So Joe Herrera, you're going to get some merch. And as you can see here on the screen now, we got a Legends tier, which is for a dollar. Uh, you don't really get any cool shit. You kind of just give us a dollar because like, Josh, you ain't going to even realize a dollar on your transactions, are you? A dollar? Yeah, one dollar, bro. Man, get you in. listen. If you listen, if it. we get 10,000 people to give us a dollar. That's $10,000. Know I, I know how it adds up. We got to get you in. Yeah, look. It, it it takes what it is, you know. Look, listen. You once you give up that one dollar, and then you start seeing what these other people are getting for five dollars and and ten dollars, you start to you know start to look at yourself a little bit different. We got a five dollar tier, which is the most popular. We got a ten dollar tier, we got a twenty dollar tier, and a forty dollar tier. Those in the twenty and the forty dollar tier, you'll be eligible in the month of August and September. Please, before week one for the eliminator contest. We are going to give away $1,000 or potentially a trip to Vegas sometime in the spring, depending on how many people join this competition for August and September. And you just need to pledge just once. So if you just pledge in the $20 or $40 tier just one time between now and week one, you'll get an invite to the Eliminator Contest. And one of the reasons why I'm saying please don't wait until September is because I don't want to have to scramble looking for emails and making sure that Josh, hypothetically speaking, got his email so he could be in there. So try to join early. And yeah, support for the show comes from patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Okay. Enough about that. I want to pick your brain about a theory I have. Uh-oh. You know I'm locking in right yeah, now when I'm moving I, the laptop. Yeah, I got I got a stretch. You start talking theories and you know, that, that 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 scratches a different spot. Pause. <laughs> um, okay, so year in year out, we get really excited for the NFL to start. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Year in year out, the first week, two weeks of training camp, guys start dropping like flies. Last week, we saw Jalen Ramsey get hurt. He is expected to be back December. December. That, I saw that too. That's crazy, December. Tim just Patrick. A, just sit out the whole year. Yeah, Tim Patrick, Broncos wide receiver, I think tore his Achilles today. He's coming off of ACL surgery last year. I don't know if it's the same side. We saw Joe Burrow go down. Yes. Non-contact. We saw Kadarius Tony already hurt. He knows, he knows why he's doing that. <laughs> he knows why he's doing that. I try, I try to tell you guys. I don't wish injury on anyone. I never do. Dude, ever since I tore my ACL. Yeah. Prior to that, it was like sports hate, you know? Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm transparent. Yeah. You know, fuck this guy, man. Why can't he get hurt? You know? Yeah. So I tore my knee. I was like, man, I don't wish this on nobody. <laughs> really don't. For real. I swear to God. And this yeah. was to 2013. Yeah. You know? A lot of times I wanted Deshaun Jackson to pull a hamstring. Because he was just oh. five for 200, the Giants, twice a year. And then the punt return. But these injuries, on a serious note, I was thinking, I was like, how come all these guys, I read a stat 
that 70% of injuries happen in the first two weeks in the NFL preseason. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. My theory is that you're kind of training in the offseason. How, how hard are you going? How, how serious are your workouts? Yeah, you're staying in shape, but then preseason comes around. Yeah. You're going into camp. And I know the guys that I mentioned aren't fighting for their spot, but they're guys that are undrafted. There's rookies. There's new guys on the team trying to take your place yeah. or take your reps. And now you're inserted into a situation where you haven't gone 100 since January. That's right. And now you're coming in and it's camp and you're doing one-on-ones, you're doing seven-on-sevens, you're doing red zone drills, and now you're going 100. And I was thinking over the years, all the injuries that happened around this time. And I asked my buddy, Nick, shout out to Nick Mancuso. He was my best friend in college. We're still friends to this day. We went to Buffalo State together. He has his own performance center in Rochester, New York. Elevate, um, hold on, I have it right here. Come on, come on, give this to me now. Uh, Elevate 585. Check okay. that out if you're in the, the Western New York area. He's a you know, personal trainer, fitness trainer. Um, he's worked with some like professional athletes, sure. professional fighters. So I was like, dude, is there any truth to this? And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of truth to this. What happens is nowadays with social media also is you see these athletes are going to train with these guys that are not in the space. They're not educated in the space. They kind of just got popping on social media yeah. and now they're giving out fitness plans and fitness workouts. And you see that shit all the time, right? And what happens is these guys go and they work out with them and they think they're getting good work in, but they're only breaking their bodies down without realizing. And 70% of these injuries that happen in the preseason happen in those first two weeks. What are your thoughts on my theory with that? Uh, well, I, look, your, your theory is, is 100% right. Um, and it, look, look at it this way. When, so, so if, our last, if our last work was, was January, right? That's the last time we you know, were doing serious work. Um, and then we, obviously, we're working out, we're doing OTAs, we're doing you know, mini camp, all of those things. But in those situations, you're not going 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not 100. You're going, you're going 85. You're going 75, even if you're running hard. But to your point, you know, you get back to, to training camp, and now I got to fight for my spot again. I'm going 1,000. I'm not even going 100. I'm going 1,000. A lot of times when you think about it, Achilles, your knee, you know what I mean? Tear a hamstring, your quad, your your calf, it's like the Joe fast Burrow. twitch muscles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always those. Yeah, it's you, you don't see very many people, you know. Well, you know what? No, that's not true. I've seen some torn pecs. I forget who tore a pec uh in training camp I saw, and then I think somebody else tore their bicep muscle. Like it's you don't think that those things add up, but it's like, yeah, it's camp is about ramping back up into football shape. There's, you know, we always talk about playing shape and, you know, there's, I'm in shape and then there's in shape in game. Right. And that's a totally different level of shape. Um, so it's, it's, yes, it's right into your theory. That's, that's not incorrect at all. Cause dude, I was watching the video of Joe Burrow and, and reports are, he's probably just going to sit out. I mean, they should, right. Just sit him out. Like, how do you feel about training camp? Do you, do you think everyone should participate? I, there's another theory that I have. I feel like if you're a proven commodity, 
Uh, I'm good with you. See, well, see, I will say I think you should because look, uh, well, here we'll we'll talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, he has yet to have a preseason. 2020, COVID, no preseason. 2021, remember he tore his he tore right, his ACL recovery from ACL surgery. So he only had three snaps that preseason. Last year, his appendix ruptured. No preseason. This year, calf straight. <laughs> like he he doesn't play in the preseason, but. What I will but say here's is... The, here's the thing. Can, yeah. can we say with this, do we need them to? Yes, because the Bengals don't necessarily... They haven't really been fast starters. If you, if you look at it like that. that that's, that's a fair assessment. You and how much of that is because Joe Burrow isn't playing in the preseason. However, it's like... I, I, think, I think it is something. It, I don't, it's, I don't, I don't know how much that. of a something it yeah. is, but I think it is something. So if you're, if you're a quarterback and you are the solidified quarterback for the team. Yes. I'm okay with you not playing preseason. That's fair. But, now, I, but I do now, need you to be at training camp and practicing. and, for, and for yeah, sure. Because yeah, yeah. he's not going to practice. I don't. Yeah. Right. Because he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're a quarterback that goes to a new team. You got to play. You got to play. Yeah. You're a, new, you're a wide receiver that goes to a new team. That's why you see D-Hop with the Titans. Yeah. Because you don't know the timing of your quarterback. You don't have the rhythm. That's completely different. Now, if you're Tom Brady and Edelman, I didn't need to see them play in the preseason or practice. It's like, no, we're good. We have a 10-year sample size. We, we know what you are. Together. We're fine. Yeah. Now, the thing that was so fascinating about Burrow is I think right now, a month away from week one, they're my early pick to win the Super Bowl. If I'm not looking at betting lines, if I'm not looking at where the value is, like what's the best bet on the board, mm-hmm. I think it's the Bengals at 10 to 1. Big reason why, the main reason why is Joe Burrow. We all know that. But dude, I was thinking, like when I saw him limp up and he got he got carted off the field, and I'm glad that it's nothing serious, but there's gonna be something that's gonna linger the rest of the year. For sure. You have to it's worry not, about it that. Gonna right. it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be right. Mm-mm. Bro, how how many players in the league? I think he's the number one player in the league who, if he went down, the domino effect. A thousand percent. Is like no one else in the league. I, well, you know what? I'll, because we'll think about it this way too. You know, their offense orbits him. You know what I'm saying? Their offense orbits him. It orbits Jamar Chase. Um, but you're right. You know, listen, Andy Reid has shown he can make it work with whoever's under center. Now, granted, Mahomes, we're not going to hit the echelon that Mahomes is hitting. Right. But... I'll still win us some games. So if Patrick can come back, we'll be all right. We'll weather this storm. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking bigger than that. The yeah. trickle down effect of him potentially being hurt. Yeah. I think there's no one else comparable in the league because it's going to alter um, player contracts. Oh, you mean, oh, you're talking, you're talking I'm, big I'm, picture. I'm, go, I'm going yeah, deep. Big I'm going picture. like yes. ankle deep on this. Yes. One, yes, right? yes. I'm talking player props from a betting perspective. Chase is my pick to be offensive player of the year. Fantasy, fantasy done, football. Done. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, fair. Division, division outlook. Now done. all of a sudden, conference outlook, NFC conference. Like, oh, if you have the Bengals now on your schedule and something happened to Burrow, you're like, oh, that's probably a win, dude. I don't even know who the backup is. Brandon Allen. That's who it was last year. God, I don't know either. That that is crazy. That's contract true. negotiations. Like this is this is something that if anything happened to Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals window to win is right now. Why did I just Google Bengals roster and it, hold on, I'll, I'll show you what it said. 
it literally put up Joe Burrow. Look, Bengals roster, Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, man. Kind of true, right? Kind of true. Crazy. But dude, that is crazy. Also, I think the window for the Bengals is right now. They're yep. they're so young. They're so explosive. They're so good. They're battle tested. They've been to the Super Bowl. They're They've not been, afraid. They're not afraid. Yo, they're the one team in the league that don't give a fuck. They they are not afraid of Patrick Mahomes. And that's the that is probably the biggest, you know, compliment you can give anybody else that's in the league right now is that they're not afraid. Because every other team, it, listen, we can say all we want, but we're also still, we know what Arrowhead is. We know what the Chiefs look like. The Bengals are like, like their mayor is talking trash. Like, like it's crazy. Uh, it's they feed, different. they feed off his swag too. Yes, like yes, that's they do. A, that's another trickle down effect. Yes, they do. And I think the window for them to win is right now. And the roster is ready. It's young. However, no one has gotten paid on this roster yet. The two receivers haven't gotten paid. Joe Burrow having gotten paid. Those three guys alone, bro. You're looking at like a hundred million on the cap. Yes. Yes. 50 for Burrow, definitely 30 for Chase, setting the new market. And then what, 20 plus million, 25 million to Higgins if he was to stay there? Do you want to know who the backup quarterbacks are? Is it Brandon Allen? No. Who is it? Trevor Simeon, Reed Sinnott, and uh, Jack Browning. They're in trouble. Yeah. If he misses a snap, let alone a game. There's, a snap. <laughs> there's not a trouble. yeah, there's not a player in the NFL who the potential absence from his team has a bigger trickle down effect in the entire league than him. Yeah. And not only for this year, for years to come. Yeah. That's why when he went down, it was like, no, man, not like that. Don't That's, don't do that. Well, I'm I'm just glad that it wasn't his knee. Because mm. that was what I thought. I thought it was he tore his ACL and I was like, again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was good. scary, dude. He just went down with no contact. And I was like, for fuck's sakes, man. We can't even get through the first weekend and dudes are dropping like flies. Yeah. And I think going back to what I was talking about before, dude, I think that's a real thing where you're asking these guys to all of a sudden just go zero to 100. And that's why I think as players get older, you would always hear these stories of, dude, Michael Strahan, the year the Giants won the Super Bowl, in 2007 with him, I think he paid like $2 million in fines to not practice and just showed up week one. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've been in the league for 15 plus years. I'm not trying to, yeah. I'm trying to do this. It's yeah. weird, man. The preseason, it's, it's so crazy. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Garrett Wilson even like left the practice last week, got rolled up on. He's fine. He practiced again, but you just see it happen time and time again. And it's so, it's so brutal, dude. Yeah. I, look, and that's, and that is, I will say some seasons are lost in in August. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's, it's very like, rare where you're going to have the greatest show on turf happen where Kurt Warner comes in and they rally and they win a Super Bowl. Like that that hasn't happened since. It's an outlier. Uh, we're looking for it to happen this year in D.C. Yeah. We're looking. Wait, you don't like Hal? Oh, no. Hal, Hal's the guy. We're oh, Hal, Hal's we're, the guy. Okay. We're, we're, we're howling with Hal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it just it just sucks, dude. Because in the counter, it could be like, hey, this could all happen week one. But it's like, yeah, at least I know that I'm going into the season with all my bullets in the chamber. Yeah, at, least, at least let us have a chance. Like, yeah. if somebody drops along the way, let us at least start. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's, when it's big players. You know what I mean? Like, certain positions you just can't lose. Like, you lose a top-flight receiver. You lose a top-flight corner. Like, you know, the Dolphins with, with Jalen Ramsey. 
Um, you know, you lose any of your skill position guys, it, it's it's tough because you're not going to just be able to respond and replace him tomorrow. You know what I mean? You can lose your top flight offensive linemen and y'all can get by. I'm not saying that you're going to be what nearly what you were, but as long as you don't take, you know, continued absences, you can get by. You lose a receiver, a quarterback, a running back, you know, a corner, even a linebacker. Any of those guys go down, your team is immediately different. Yeah. Like the way it operates, it's totally different. Yeah, for sure. Especially if they're the best at their position too on your team. It goes a long way. But also, I, yeah. another thing that became super popular amongst the betting community many years ago was the term cluster injuries. I've talked about that a bunch too. It's when cluster injuries is when you have a bunch of injuries happen to one position group. Yes. That can be yes. just as de- devastating. And I'd even argue that it's more devastating. If you have... That's worse. Let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I always come back to this because I think that's the best case study for why you should never boo an offensive lineman that gets picked in the draft when your team takes an offensive lineman. Yeah. They always get booed, right? Like offensive linemen always get booed because it's not a sexy pick. He's not going to start on your fantasy team. But the Kansas City Chiefs, when they played that Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Bucks, they had four new starters on the offensive line playing... Sorry, it was three new starters, four new positions going into the Super Bowl against the Bucs. What ultimately cost them? Pat Mahomes had like 500 yards of scrambles. Yes. Like they did an advanced metric where yeah. that's how much he ran to buy himself some time. With a bad foot. With a bad foot. Yeah. He ended up having like ankle surgery or some shit. That's right. Like it right was something after. Yeah, it was bad. Right it was bad. So yeah. the offensive line, that was cluster injuries that happened to them. When yeah. a team loses like three or four, the Baltimore Ravens two years ago, they lost their entire DBs. Yes. All of them. They lost yeah. all four of them. Well, remember, they lost all their running backs. Like, what was that last year or yeah. year before where they like all four were gone? Yeah. They were they were getting me and you out there running, so running up the middle. That's also a big reason why cluster injuries, I think, might be more devastating to a team than if they lost their number one corner and number one wide receiver. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because that whole side, whatever that position is, yeah. we... I don't even know who we have. You know what I mean? Like, if you lose two, three receivers, you have the Giants last year. Yeah. The Giants. You guys had, you know, hyphenates and, and whatever, the fifth. <laughs> what, was, what was it? Daniel, Isaiah Hodgins? Uh, what was it? Stills the fifth or Stills whatever? Stills the fifth, yeah. yeah like, like you, you guys were out there with, with, with some such and such and we're making it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. It, it, it's bigger. It's bigger than just, you know, oh, we can figure it out. Like, it's it's next man up until it gets to the point where it's like, we ain't got no men's left. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's a fascinating conversation to have, man. I found it really intriguing. I took the weekend to really, like, think this through and, and wonder why. And that's what I came to. And then shout out to my buddy, Nick Mancuso, who gave me the professional insight. Be like, yeah, man, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that, you gotta you gotta ease into it, but also you can't go zero to a hundred right away. Yeah, which is what's dope about like jujitsu. Also, to bring jujitsu into this, it's like every live roll is kind of you're going a hundred. So everything simulates an actual exchange. But mm-hmm. like when you're sparring with someone, like me and you spar, we could do like patty cake. Yeah, like you throw a combo, I throw a combo. You can't half do jujitsu. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can half do sparring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, until somebody gets hit for real. He's like, hold on. Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. hit as hard as you get hit. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you can do all that. If you hit me with one and it's like stiff and you're like, oh, oh so that's what we're doing. <laughs> I bet. 
Say less. <laughs> Say less. Say less. Hey, man, chime in. Let us know what you guys think about this conversation. Hit us up at Veterans Minimum on all social media outlets. On Friday, the episode with Brandon Marshall is coming out. If you are listening to this, you probably heard this already on the Patreon. It's up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. My guy, Josh, tell the people where they can find you. Tell the people about this fun interview that you did. Man, well, so today, today uh, on uh, the American Fan 365, uh, which is my podcast, shout out to my podcast, uh, we actually had Sean Merriman, the All-Pro. I didn't realize he was an All-Pro three times. He corrected me. Wikipedia uh, steered, me, steered me wrong again. I was doing my opener, and he was like, yeah, actually, I had three All-Pros. I was like, three? Dang. But uh, great conversation with Sean Merriman. Um, check, out, check me out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. Lord, what else? Twitter, Spotify. Tables, ladders, yeah. chairs. Oh, my. <laughs> the American Fan 365. Yeah, And, and I, got, I got merch coming, too. Okay. I got it. So, so we're doing some rebranding. So I'll, I'll, I have to send you some of the stuff. But yeah, so I'm large. starting to large. Yeah. All right. I'll see what I I'm not you gonna like say. you like hats. Um, you wear hats. Yeah, I yeah, like you hats. Wear hats. I like hats. I'll, I'll see what I don't wear hats. So, I'll. hats is dope. Hoodies are dope. Okay, all right. Hoodies. Crew necks. Surprise me, bro. Surprise right. me. Large though. And for anyone listening, you ever want to send some cool shit? It's a large <laughs> size ten in sneakers. You heard? Size ten? Yeah. I was size ten and a half at like. Fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, literally for years, my age was my shoe size for a long time. Let's go, man. <laughs> hey, thank you all for listening. And please, if you're listening to the show, please, it's the best co-sign. It's the best endorsement for the show. Tag us. Tell your friends. Post us on social. We'll repost it. It goes a long way. Thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Zav, most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.